Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are. It's Dr. Ruben West, and we're on another episode of, watch this, Voices of Change. We interview people from around the world that not only created change in their lives, but they create change in the lives of others. As you can see running across my screen down at the bottom, our special guest today is none other than Veronica Bird from Topeka, Kansas. Now, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get your paper out. I want you to get your pencil out. Get out your iPad. Get out your notepad. Get whatever you need to take notes, get it ready. And let me tell you why we have to do that. Because the hand, listen to this, the hand is a digital recorder for the mind. And that means that if you want to remember something, you're going to have to write it down. Now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask questions of my guest, Veronica Bird. I'm going to give you an opportunity to post your takeaways or your comments. And that's what I want you to do. Remember, if she says something that really resonates with you, or maybe even I say something, I don't know, whatever you do, put it in the feed. Why? Because your big takeaway could be someone else's big breakthrough. So in about 20 seconds, I'm going to bring Veronica Bird on. Make sure you have your paper and pencil. Make sure you invite people to this stream. Our topic today, listen to this, our topic today, DOA, dead on arrival. And when we say that most of the time, we think we're talking about people. But according to my guest, Veronica Bird, that's how people's dreams show up dead on arrival, meaning they have no energy, no foresight, no ability to bring them to life. I'm bringing her to the stage right now, Miss Veronica Bird. Hey, Veronica, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Great, great. Well, you know, this is our second time around. I was supposed <laughs> to have you on last week, but sometimes technology doesn't cooperate. That was definitely one of those times. But we're Totally excited about having you here today. So thank you for taking the time to come join us. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you know, when I asked you, we got to come up with a name for our show. <laughs> and you you immediately said DOA. And I said, DOA? I mean, like, do you know something? I don't know. <laughs> and you said, no, Ruben, I'm not talking about DOA as far as an individual. You said, I'm talking about DOA as far as individuals' dreams. Tell the audience what you meant by that. Well, first of all, thank you so much for allowing me to come on your show and speak to your lovely audience. And when I said DOA, what I realized was DOA can stand for several different things. If it's in the medical field, it could be the date of an accident. If it's in manufacturing, it could be like the date of arrival. If it's in the employment field, it could be date of appointment. But today, I want to talk about DOA because what I realize is that sometimes we can plan all that we want, but something happens and it just interrupts our whole being. Mm. I had recently taken a course of yours and you talked about the fact lens and the truth lens. Correct. And the fact of the matter is is that the last five times I've been scheduled to be on air, whether it be on your show or someone else's, it was either canceled or started late. I was raring to go. And so when we got canceled last week, I said, I don't want to do it. I said, because people are not going to listen to me because the last four times I was supposed to do this, it was not, it was dead in the water. It didn't happen or it happened later on. They're not going to want to show up. Because my name is being associated with, okay, she ain't coming. You know, we ain't, we ain't gonna hear from her. So I just knew, I said, it's not gonna happen. And the fact of the matter is, I should have said, no, I don't wanna do it. Matter of fact, I think I probably did. I don't wanna yeah, do you it. Did. You did. <laughs> and then last night I got a call and it was around 10 30, 11 o'clock. It kind of woke me up. And the call had to do with two people dying. And I was like, okay. This is crazy because I have this thing that I normally do when I'm getting ready to speak. 
I clear my mind out of all the things that might distract me because I want to be free to say what I'm going to say. And I literally could not sleep last night. Mm. And so it was like back and forth. Finally, I just said, you know what? Get out of yourself. Somebody needs prayer because somebody has lost their lives. And those people that are directly involved, they might be getting ready to give up their dreams. They might be getting ready to give up their purpose in life because they can't see right now. So I just stopped my own personal selfish feelings and I said, God, give them strength. Help them. Help them see that you have not forsaken them. And then that made me feel better. And what I do know is that we're not talking about any of those other DOAs. And we're talking about dead on arrival. And I know that when I was confusing myself. I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it. I can't sleep. I'm tired. Because all those facts said I should be able to say, no, let's do it another day. But then the truth is, I know that I just thought of something. I'm going to get on here. I'm going to give them something to talk about. Mm. What, what do you mean give them something to talk about? Because I know that if you're talking, that means you ain't dead. And if you're not dead, then you have the opportunity to go after your dreams still. You have the opportunity to revive something that's been stolen from you. You have an opportunity to reinvent yourself. So I say today, we're going to give you something to talk about. Now that, you know, they got a song called Let's Give Them Something to Talk About, all right? All right so, so that's great. Hey, if you're out there, listen, we're fired up and excited and ready to go. Again, my guest today is Veronica Berg from Topeka, Kansas. Uh, and so we're going to get right to it. I got some real questions that I want to ask her because I, I'm going to suggest that, um, uh, and let me just tell you this. Uh, one day I called her and I said, Veronica, I said, this is Ruth. And, uh, and I said, I didn't say Veronica. That's not true. I never call her Veronica. I said, hey, Keith, this is Ruben. And I said, and I got an idea. And you were like, what? What's the idea? I said, you know what I decided? I decided that, uh, you know, I'm going to be speaking all over the world. And I, I want you with me. And you said, oh, yeah, of course. You know, you know me. Anything I can do to support you, you know, anything you need me to do, I got your back. I, I'll support you in any way I need you. You need me to. And I said, well, I'm not talking about you supporting me. I'm not talking about you having my back. I'm talking about me and you being all over and all around the world speaking to different people. And, and I remember you said that this was so so funny. You said, "Well, you know what? I'm in. You know, I'm in. If you, if if you need me, I'm in. I'm there." And and I didn't I didn't hesitate when you said it. I said, "Okay, great, let's do it." But I really didn't believe that you had in your mind what I had in my mind. I I didn't believe it because I'm thinking, "Wait a minute." I just asked her about speaking all over the world, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Whatever you need me to do." And I like that because. In the end, you said yes. And you said yes. And 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 let's be honest, neither you nor I knew any way we were going to be speaking all over the world. Absolutely not. Isn't that true? Isn't that true? true? So That's when true. I asked you that that day, what were you thinking I meant? <laughs> Just to support you, as I always felt like I did, you know, if it wasn't that much standing in the stands or buying some of the products that you sold. I just always felt like I needed to support you. So whatever you were needing, whether it was holding your little briefcase or writing up something, I was game. I was definitely game, but I had no idea, no idea whatsoever it would go as far as it has gone. And then we're still rising. We're, we're still doing it. Uh, yes, yes. I remember a day uh, and we were on the phone and, and I'm going to get to this because I, we're talking about your dreams being DOA. Uh, I remember a day that we were talking and uh, I was at home in Bloomington, Illinois. You're in Topeka, Kansas. I said, can you imagine like one day we're going to be on a plane together, going to another country, getting ready to speak? And, and we were kind of goofy and laughing and, and, you know, just like we were when we were kids, you know, yeah, yeah. goofy and laughing. Uh, and I think we were the ones that got in trouble the most. And I was talking about, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. When I said that to you, you said, yo, yeah, man, I can't wait. That sounds great. But did you really grasp what I was saying or were you just going along with what I was saying? I was going along because, you know, I'm a supporter just because of the way I was raised. I'm number 11 or 12 children. It was like I was like the follow along. I wasn't the 
top and I wasn't at the bottom. I was just kind of like there. And so I was definitely there just to go along and just to support you. I had no idea that people would call me to do anything in Topeka or otherwise. You know, I just do what I do. I, I, I never even looked at myself in that manner. So, And so, so I want you to, to talk to someone out there because a lot of times we get approached with new ideas, new opportunities, uh, and they really seem somewhat far-fetched. I mean, let's be honest, when I said that that day, it did seem somewhat far-fetched to anybody that heard it except for me. You know, you might even have been thinking, I don't know what this boy's talking about, but I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna go along with what he's saying. But, but, but to me, it was real. And so I want you to talk to somebody out there right now what would you say to the person who has a grand idea? They they think it's it's what they're supposed to do. They think it's what they've been called to do, but they really see no way of doing it. They don't see how it's going to work, where it's going to work, or where they're going to get the resources. What do you say to that person? I say that I heard something that said that if you think God only does things one way, you're missing out on two thirds of the way he does things. And so what I know is that God chooses who he uses. And yeah. even though I was there to support you, there to do whatever. He had a plan for me. I just had to open up my mind to, to, to realize that. I know that oftentimes we, we have things that we want. And as a child, we there are things that we just dream of being and we're just optimistic. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm gonna tell you this. When you have the mindset of a child, you're open to anything. You have dreams and, and you have you, you feel like you're invincible. There is a there's a word. If you lose your spouse, you're called a widower. There's another word that if you lose your parents, you are called an orphan. But there is no word in any dictionary that describes what you are or how it feels when you lose a child. You say, what does that have to do with anything? Some of us have lost our childlikeness. And I didn't say act like a child, but some of us have lost our ability to learn, grow, expand, and just even dream big. We're so caught up in the things that have weighed us down. We have lost things along the way that have just made us such a captive in our mind that we're walking around like the walking dead. Mm. You know, Tupac had said, uh, death is not the greatest loss in life. Greatest loss is what dies inside while yet alive. I want to encourage you, if you can somehow think back to when you were a child and, and nothing seemed to bother you, you didn't yeah. have the hate, you didn't have the heartaches, you didn't have a lot of the pain that you've experienced now, and you could erase all that. And you were that little girl, that little boy, uh, jumping, jumping jacks. I don't want to say flying off the building because the last time I said you felt like flying off the building, Dr. West said, you don't want to do that. You hurt yourself. Absolutely not. But have that attitude where you're just invincible and you, you're willing to try and learn from everybody. Remember what I said. God chooses who he uses. So if he's chosen you, which I'm sure he has, because each of us was given the measure, each of us was given an ability to do something, it's up to us to figure out why we're here, what we're supposed to be doing, and go for that. Now, sometimes life happens, and we feel like our dreams have been snatched away. Mm -hmm. my, my good friend, Tracy, Tracy uh, Ward, she talks about her vision. She talks about how she went from the, the projects to the palace and how she had kids and looking for love and all the wrong faces and all that stuff like that. And she had it going on because she went from feeling like she was nobody to feeling like she was a queen. She went from the projects to the palace Literally, she already had her plan. She had it all worked out because she had someone that was there pushing her, helping her to realize where she could go and what was possible for her. And once she got that in her mindset, once she realized she had what she had in her, oh, she was on fire. Not only did she write one book, she wrote several books. She's a part of a collaboration of books. So she's on her way. And one of the things that I remember her, she always says this quote that um, Eleanor Roosevelt says, and it's something about 
Uh, you never know how strong a woman is until you put her in hot water. Right. And I'm like, yeah, Tracy, you're right. You're right. She also said that, um, who's the blind lady? Um, I can't even remember her name uh, right well, now. Let me, let, me, let me tell you. Uh, the, the quote was, you, you, a woman's like a tea bag. Yeah, you that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is until you yeah. put her in hot water. And yeah, then absolutely. the lady that you about probably is uh, uh, Helen Keller. Helen Keller. And then Helen Keller says, what? About being blind is not. The, the only world. thing worse than being blind is to have sight with no vision. Right. And, and I remember Tracy saying that. But recently, she had went through something. She literally lost her sight and what she said to me she said b i know what helen keller said about having sight and no vision she said but the worst thing is to have vision and no sight she mm. said because now i know where i'm going now i know what my plan should be i'm on my way and now i can't even see how to get there mm. because my vision has been taken away she said i don't know what i'm gonna do she said, I know what Helen said. This is what I'm saying. So for some of you all that have a vision and it seemed like money was taken away, who had a relationship and it seemed like it was snatched and snuffled out, who had thing, you had it going on. All of a sudden it was no more. I want you to hold on because my friend Tracy today, she back on track. She's talking about uh, reset. And she's on fire and she's given us tools to do that. So I know it's possible because not only am I a living witness, I know people that have been there, done that, and they're still doing it. So that's what I say. Reset, start over, don't give up. R realize that your dream is nothing but you opening your eyes and making it a reality. It may take some steps, but you can do it. You can do it. Remember when and this is great for those who are listening. Uh, one day I reached out to Veronica and I said, Veronica, you know, I'm working with Les Brown. She said, yeah, I know that Ruben, that's amazing. I said, he's having an event in Florida and I want you to come because I want you to meet him. I want him to meet you. <laughs> and I got this picture, hold on, let me put this picture up. Oh. <laughs> do you remember that picture? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you remember when he met you, you guys were sitting out in the lobby. What, what is it he said, do you, re you remember? Was it about my hair? <laughs> First of all, I took too long in the bathroom because I was like trying to prepare. You know, when you meet certain people, you feel like you have to be a certain way. It wasn't even about that. He was so down to earth. He was so he was so happy to. It's a pleasure to meet you, young lady. And I'm thinking, me, Veronica. Okay, he is talking to me. I said, you too as well, sir. You too as well. He told me that I have a story because he asked me what I did. Well, what's your story, young lady? And I said, well, I'm the MC. I'm like the hype man or whatever. And he said, don't you say that. You're nobody's hype man. You got a story and you got to tell it. And I was like, okay. You know, I had no idea. But it was at that point with him saying it and you saying it, I thought there might be something to this. Yeah. There might be a little bit of something to this story here. So, yeah, I was just really excited. And I've met him several times since. Indeed. indeed. Been, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and you've, been on, you've, been, you've introduced him several times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, did Absolutely. you ever think that when I said I was going to work with him, did you ever think that I said, hey, I want you to come uh, be at his event? Did you ever think that you would be able to bring him on stage, share the stage with him? Did you see, because we're talking about dreams, D-O-A. My, my point is that you would have said no to me, you would have been saying no to all of these other things. Absolutely. Did you ever think that you would be introducing him and being on the stage with him? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not at all. I had no idea. Not at all. Yeah. And, and that's what happens when we say yes to our dreams. We have right. no idea all of the things that are available, all of the things that are possible, Right. All the things that are out there that may come to pass. But if we say no, what we're guaranteeing is that nothing will happen. Yes. Right. Yes. Nothing will happen. Now, now, Veronica, I got to ask you this. Um, I want to I want to show a couple because, you know, I've been there with you. You've been there with me as we've traveled around the world and we've made a significant impact. I remember I was talking to Dr. Sophia Lua-Abdul-Alhid from Mombasa, Kenya, she is the originator and founder of the Pure Pearl Foundation. 
she was having the Global Women's Voice Conference. And, uh, and she said, uh, Ruben, do you know, uh, I was looking for a, an MC, a great MC. And, and you know, I, I, I just believe that if I recommend somebody, that's my reputation, right? So I'm always leery about who I rep recommend. If they ain't hot, I'm, they're not coming out of my mouth. And so I said, well, let me, let me send you this link and I'm gonna show you Veronica Bird's um, sizzle reel, her intro reel. Right. And so I sent her your link and she, she messaged me back. And she's like, she is absolutely amazing. And I was like, yeah, she's all right. But, you know, right? <laughs> and then she made the decision. She said, no, I, I want her there. I, I want her to come to Mombasa, Kenya and be the MC for the very first global women's voice conference, women from around the world, speakers from around the world. And, and she wanted you. Now I'm going to show this picture. And then I, I want you to tell me and tell the audience what you were thinking. So. So tell us what's going on in this picture. Okay. So we're leaving one of the main buildings and we're getting ready to go to have dinner or lunch rather. And what I'm thinking is, is this young lady won't let me carry my stuff. She's like, let me have this. I said, no, I got this, you know, I'm okay. She goes, no, I must carry. And I'm like, no, I, I can carry. So I took some of my things, my little gift bag and all that. But I was walking on the red carpet in Africa and I was treat, being treated like royalty. It, I got on red hair. I was like seeing like royalty. I mean, everything from the time we landed to the police escort, to the hotel, to the people. I mean, I almost felt like when they were singing Ali when, and the movie Ali, when they were Ali, and, you know, oh my God, I was just like overwhelmed. I also took it in because as I told you before, God chooses who he uses. And I'm getting more used to the fact that he actually has a plan for me. And somebody else might be out there just confused. They just want to be normal. We don't need all that extra stuff. We just want to be there as a help me. But let me tell you, when we learn by serving, we already got our foundation. See, there's a lot of people that won't be able to stand because they didn't get that, that, that service thing. They didn't get that it's better to give than receive. I was talking to someone the other day and what they said was, um, they had been battling with drugs. They had been in recovery and survived many years. And then they had a relapse. They were talking to their sponsor and they were just upset. And they said, I just can't believe it. I, I relapsed. I don't know what happened. And the sponsor told him, no, you didn't relapse. You collapsed. The things around you collapsed because the steps that you should have had in place weren't sturdy enough. You didn't practice them enough. They weren't in place to hold you up. Somebody's foundation is not stern enough to catch them when they fall. But I'm going to tell you what, there are dream killers, there are dream stealers, and then there are dream fulfillers. You Come better on, Filler behind you so that when you do lose your sight, that you won't lose sight of your vision. When you do feel like you've lost a relationship, you don't lose sight of the relationship that you should have on this earth. When you do feel like you don't have what you should, when your finances are gone, you have somebody that's a fulfiller, a dream fulfiller that will help you rebuild, that will help you come up from the ashes and take place where you should take place. See, it's all in you. The foundation is everything. You didn't relapse, you collapsed. If you go back, if you go back and rebuild and the steps that you know you need to get in place, let me tell you, that foundation is going to be sturdy enough to hold even me. I'm in this chair. I'm confident. It's holding me right now. So I just encourage you all, don't, don't beat yourself up because we don't go things for ourselves. There's a reason for this, y'all. There's yeah. a reason why, why we experience what we do because we're strong enough to be here. Something in us is holding us up. Yeah. We had something that's giving us that, that backbone. We had something, even though we failed, we got back up. Why? Yeah. So we could be a testimony for somebody else. So we could be a hand up, not a hand down, a hand up to help pull somebody else out that can't see their way past the day. Because they're walking around like the walking dead. D-O-A. I told you guys, I told you guys, listen, 
do me a favor and share this video. And when you share it, put in the title, when you share it, must listen. Remember, you're not sharing it for me. You're not sharing it for Veronica. She's already an international speaker. She's already doing this. You're sharing it for that person that may just need that one word of encouragement to get them over the hump. So do me a favor, share this video. And, and, and I appreciate that. And together, we're going to impact and change lives. So uh, somebody put in the feed, a dream killer, dream stiller, and dream fulfiller. Come on, Tammy Taylor Jones. I love it. Raphael Posey said, you are treated like royalty because you are royalty, all caps. I agree, Raphael Posey. Uh, Sheila Reynolds said, love you guys. Thanks for the encouragement. Sheila, we love you too, and we appreciate you. Veronica, I, 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 I just showed you walking the red carpet on the way in to this live event, on the way in to the Global Women's Voice Conference. That's exactly what's going on here. Now, I had this video clip that I saw from another show, and I borrowed it from that show, and I have to show it to the people in my audience. And 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 most people may have seen you on stage in uh, Illinois or in Kansas or in Detroit or in uh, Chicago or Atlanta, a, a lot of the different places that you've spoken at. But, but to see you on stage in other countries, I'm one of those individuals that's gotten that rare privilege. And so I had to show this video clip you guys, this is at the Global Women's Voice Conference in Mombasa, Kenya. This was Veronica Bird on stage. Not only was she the MC, but they also wanted her to speak to the audience. So this is her doing her thing. Let's take a look at this. See, oftentimes as women and as mothers, we're the, that nurturer, we're givers. And by nature, we put ourselves aside to make sure our husbands or our children are taken care of. Any witnesses? And I'm gonna have everybody get up to their feet. And then we're going to practice our victory dance, all right? And your dance may not be my dance. This is about you and what you, how you do it, okay? So go ahead. you got to practice that. you got to see it to the future. you got to know that I have a victory dance. After it's all said and done, I'm going to do my... Hey! 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 Don't you forget it as you go on. Now, that's great, isn't it? One of the things I know about that, one of the things I remember about that is here's what they said. They said, Veronica, you have to stop. You cannot. You got to come off the stage. The people are too excited. Nobody will go out and get their lunch. Nobody will go out and get their tea. I mean, here you are over in another country, and it was just like you were at home. Two things we want to know. Number one, what was that feeling like? And number two, when you're on stage, what are you thinking? So that feeling was like, hey, that's what it was like. It was like, we're kicking it. it. I didn't feel like I was in a strange land. I felt right at home. They treated me like I was family. As a matter of fact, they thought I was from there. They said, we thought you were from here until you talked and then you had an accent. I was like, okay, I got an accent, but it's all good. It was so amazing to look out into the crowd. I mean. I can't put it into words because there were diplomats there. They were focused. I mean, there were, there were, uh, the governor was there. And they were focused. There were people all the way back. You couldn't even see, you know, the back of the tent. They were focused. Yeah. They didn't do a lot of walking around. They were planted. And I thought, this is like, I wish my mom and dad could witness this. That's what I really want. It, I, didn't, I, I just know, you know, there was a, 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 a poem that I saw. It was a little quote and it said like, um, there was a restaurant and it says, there's no menu, but you get what you deserve. Mm -hmm. I already know that don't apply every time because some of the things that I'm getting right now, I didn't deserve them. Just because of some of the things from my past, I didn't deserve them in my eyes. Remember, God chooses who he uses. I would have put my message as DOA a long time ago. Who's going to listen to me? What do I have to say? I'm number 11 or 12 children. I'm odd. I don't know what, you know, I don't fit in anywhere. I don't even know what I would do. I don't know what I would say. 
I was on that stage and I knew I could see it in their eyes that they were grasping every word. That's why when I speak, I know that I have to be truthful. I know that I have to say things that when I talk, I'm convicting myself. When I talk, I'm inspiring myself. And that's just what happens. Don't get us confused because we're talking about something that means that we have arrived. That means we're saying the truth because the truth is the truth even if nobody does it. And wrong is wrong if, even if everybody does it. So mm. I have to say what I have to say, even though it's something that I might be struggling with or, or dealing with myself. So stop beating yourself. Somebody out there is beating their self up because of they're not feeling worthy enough. Somebody out there is beating their self up because they know they are talking about some things that they're still struggling with. It's your duty to tell the truth. It's your duty to help somebody else out. If you don't think it, you think about this and correct me if I'm wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But there have been people that are in the media. There have been people that are mainstream and their platform, their soapbox, the very things that they have fought for or fought against when, when they get a little shaky, when they fall or when they have a demise, that's what it is. It's the very thing that they've talked against. It's the very thing that they spoke up for. So don't you feel guilty. Don't you feel bad when you know there's something that you need to be saying and it's something that you're struggling with yourself. Because the more you say it, that is going to help you. See, when I say stuff, I'm careful because I'll be feeling guilty and everything. Because if I say it, that means I got to do it or I got to, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be careful. See, there's a lot of people that say quotes. Quotes don't work if you don't. Come on. The quotes saying, only work if you do, right? Quotes don't work if you don't. I could, I could say all the quotes in the world. If I ain't doing the work to make them happen or if I'm not fulfilling that, they're just words. I can still say them because somebody else might be ready to receive them. And maybe eventually I'll get there, but it won't work unless you do. You asked me how I felt. It was amazing. And what was the other question? No, you answer it, man. What What is it like to be on stage? Like, what are you thinking? What are you saying? Yeah. You said, I got to give them the truth. Now, because, like I told everybody listening, and, I, and thank you for sharing this. Tammy Taylor Jones shared the video. She even put in the feed I shared. Listen, I, I got to show you this, Veronica, because again, like I said, I've been there. Now, now I want to show everybody listening uh, this. Now, I just showed you a video of her on stage. I just showed you her doing her thing. She had the crowd in the palm of her hand. They didn't want to leave the room, but they said, please, Veronica, you've got to stop because the people won't leave as long as you're still on stage. You've got to come off that stage so they can go to lunch. And, and, and then we went to the, to the Wayma Center. And this Wayma Center is a center where they literally started an orphanage for kids that they found, listen to this, living in the landfills. That's where they dumped the trash, living in the landfills. And they took these kids in and they breathed life into these kids and they breathed hope into these kids. And, and we went there. And what I love is when we went there, it was like you were right at home. You, you, you weren't shy, you weren't bashful, and, and literally to watch the young girls and young boys, but especially the young girls relate to you, it was literally like you were their sister. Hold on, you guys, let me show you this, and then I'll let you comment. I'll probably play it, play it twice because it's a short clip. Watch this. <laughs> right, I'm gonna play it again. But I want y'all to see all the teeth in this video. Just look at all the teeth in this <laughs> Including video. Including mine. Including hers. Everybody was happy. Watch this. <laughs> there you have it. I mean, the, the bottom line, everybody was excited. Everybody was excited. What were you thinking in that moment? And why was it so easy for you to relate to these young girls? Oh, I was thinking that these girls are so beautiful. I wish I could take them with me. They were talking about coming to America. They were so enthused and and, and, and every now and then they grab my arm or lay on my shoulder. And we love you. They just met me, but we love you. And then they were just so excited to see someone that looked like them, be able to speak to them. You know, it was amazing. I will never forget it. 
I know the value of speaking into a child's life. Remember, I told you early, earlier about losing that child. You can't replace that. When you lose your dream as a child, some of it was snatched away. Some of us went through things that we didn't deserve. And, and we don't know why it happened. We're still there. For those young ladies to be found eating garbage from a landfill and to come in with a spirit like you never would have known it. You didn't see no woe is me when I'm mad because I got to wear this uniform and, and folks mm -hmm. act and attitude. They were just amazing. It made me check myself because it's like, what do I have to complain about? What do I literally have to do? Even say when these people have been left, these young people have been left and, and they've been left alone. If it hadn't been for somebody that thought, I need to put life back into these young people. I need to let them know that regardless of what happened, that they're still valuable. There's still value in them. I know that when we talk about the heart, some of us need heart work and some of us need hard work. Some of us need both. You know, when we talk about the heart per se, the physical heart, you know, the purpose is to pump blood and it goes to, pumps it to all the regions of our body. When that heart cannot get that blood to the brain, there's something that's called brain damage. And if there's brain damage, we might be handicapped a little bit. We might not be able to move our body like we should. We not maybe might not be able to use our our. our tongue like we should, our language like we should. Something is kind of off. Guess what? When your brain dead, there's no coming back from it. That's why I encourage you to stay green. I encourage you to stay growing. I encourage you to make sure that your heart is beating some blood and it's making sure that it never misses that brain. Because like I said, some of us are walking around like the walking dead. We have blood that's pumping, but it's not enough oxygen and stuff to the brain, so we're not able to articulate ourselves. We're not able to walk like we should. We're not able to talk like we should, and we're not able to dream like we should. I didn't say a nightmare, but dream like we should. And then with that vision, oh, after that, we're not able to, we're just there, we're just existing, and we're stuck. So I encourage you to get that, that dream fulfiller in your life, Get that coach, surround yourself with people that are going to help you pump that blood back in your, in your body when it needs to be pumped. You know, get that oxygen to the brain so that you can move the way that you should. I tell you, like I said, once your brain dead, there's no coming back. I had a friend that I met probably 30 plus years ago. His dream was to come to America and play basketball. And what other people didn't know, that he had only been playing for like a couple of years because of his height and his ability. He was very intelligent. He was able to catch on. And so when he came over here, he was experiencing everything that America had to offer. It was kind of like uh, coming to America. The mama said, don't sow your wild oats. Well, he was sowing some oats every which way. I can say that because that's what he told me and I saw it, right? And so he was just enjoying life as a young 18, 19 year old child. I mean, boy, young man. And once he graduated from, from college, he actually ended up with an excellent job with the federal government. And so he had the full insurance and all that going for him. And he was excited about his new life in America because the money that you send back home goes a long ways. So he was really excited about this. And so one night him and some friends were together and he was the type of person he would like, it was a certain image that he liked for his women to have. So he would bed some folks there was no way that he would wed them. You know, there's some of us that be seen with some folks behind closed doors, but there's no way that we would, uh, you know, acknowledge them in public. Hmm. There's some folks that are giving us some support and some secrets in private, but then we take all, somebody else is taking all the credit for it. So I'm telling you, you better watch who you dismiss. Watch who you think can do nothing for you. Because remember, I'm telling you, God chooses he uses. 
Anyway, so one night they were going to go out and it was a rainy night, two different cars. Sometimes we, we let people speak things into our lives, which we know that's not how we were brought up. We know that's not the way it should be. Y'all better run from that. Because what they said was, somebody in the car said, somebody's going to die tonight. That would have been enough for me to say, stop, let me out the car. But sometimes we just roll with stuff because we don't want to be the outcast. We don't want to be that one that says, I, I, I ain't down with this. Let me out the car. I don't care if you call me weak. I don't care if you call I'm, I'll be weak, but I'll be alive. You know, he didn't do that. And remember, there was another car that was following him full of full of those other people who maybe had a profession that was not so uh, standing at the time. It was more like a taboo type thing. And what happened is all of a sudden it was heavy rain and they hit black ice and the car spun around. And my friend Walter was thrown from the car. And when he was thrown from the car, he landed on the railroad tracks and instantly he broke his neck. He had severed, uh, his spinal cord was severed. He was in a coma. I mean, he was, uh, he was, uh, his ribs were broken. All this stuff was happening in a matter of a second. See, sometimes we're, we're, we're stuck in our own lives because we, we make permanent decisions in a temporary situation. Knowing that the weather was bad, knowing that somebody's erratically driving, somebody should have said, stop. You know, sometimes we go through life knowing that things aren't quite right. But we'll, we'll get it right later. If, if, if I can just help them do this, it'll get better. If, if I'll just hold out one more day. And that might be the last day that you have breath in your body. And it turns out when ambulance got there and when, when the authorities got there they ended up zipping them up in a body bag saying it was dead on arrival now imagine that that mother clear across the country clear on the other side of the world hearing your son was in an accident and he's no longer with us your, your son was thrown from the car see some of us have been Extirbated from our dreams. We have been thrown from what we know. We have been thrown from our vision. We have been like just wiped out in our mind. I'm telling you, as long as you stay green, as long as there is life in you, you have a chance to do better. You know, if you knew better, you do better. And now that you know that I can, I can, I can get past what I went through, you're gonna make it. You're going to be all right. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody was, was thrown from their, their vision, their dream, their, their, their lifestyle that they're used to. And you're giving up. You thought you were brain dead, but you're hearing me. So that means there's some life in there. You may be brain damaged, but guess what? We can work on that. And that's my goal for tonight is to make you rethink what's going on in your brain, your vision, to get that back. Don't let it be said you're dead on arrival. Don't let it said be said that there's no hope. There's no coming back for you. Please, please, please keep that in mind. If you're hearing me, remember I told you I was going to give you something to talk about. And why did I say that? Because if you're talking, that means you're not dead. That means you still have a chance. I love it. Listen, I, I got a few more things I got to get covered. And, uh, and we have a, a few more minutes. I just want to ask you again, if you're hearing this and you haven't shared it, share it. Uh, your, your big takeaway can be somebody else's big break, breakthrough. So share this. Veronica, I, I want to show this video again. And, um, and I want to uh, set the scene. So here we are. We just finished an amazing Black Belt speaker event in Chicago. We go straight from the hotel in Chicago, straight to the international airport, right? And then we get on the plane, we go from there over to Dubai, where we were at the Burj Al Arab, the, the Burj Khalifa. Uh, we did a, a speaking uh, interviews on TV, all this different stuff. We get on a plane, we fly from Dubai, and we fly over to Oman, and, and you go up on the stage, the governor's there, you do this amazing presentation, and they bring you back up. You guys watch this. I'm showing you because I got to see it live. She doesn't ever show this stuff. This is what I know. Watch this, and I might even play it twice. Watch this.
What, 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 what was that like? I mean, here's the governor of Bahrain uh, giving you an award for coming over there as an international speaker speaking on this platform. What was that like? It was an award and a gift. And I, I still have it. I have it placed in a special place. It was just like, okay, so not only am I in Dubai, which was a beautiful place, once I talked, I got an experience with some ladies that, that came up to me and, and wanted to eat lunch with me. And I'm like, me? This is like crazy. But to be able to get an award from, it was like, it's outlandish. Remember what I told you that you get what you deserve? I don't know that I yet deserve that. But I am thankful because I'm getting some of that stuff that my mama and daddy didn't get. How you talking about getting what Grandpa Clyde didn't get? You getting some of his inheritance? I know I'm getting some of their inheritance. So I will never take it for granted and I will never make it seem like that's what I deserve because I already know it's God's grace that has helped me to be and do what I'm doing right now. Mm. See, I, see, the reason I had to put this stuff in there, and, and let me pick up some of these comments. I, uh, my, DJ Mike J, Mike Freeland said, powerful, powerful information. Uh, this Facebook user, they're obviously on one of the other platforms where their name is not showing up, but they said, you're talking to me. I was that one that was DOA, but now I'm revived. That's why we do what we do. Uh, Dr. Nikisha Doctor said, you thought you were brain dead, but you're hearing me at Veronica Key Bird. I love it. I love it. I love it. They're, they're, they're taking your messages. They're hearing your words. I got to show this, this video here. Um, uh, the last one was from Bahrain. Here we are at the Cultural Center in, in Dubai, and uh, they're telling us about the culture, and we're getting to experience it. And what I really want to know, uh, if you would just spend a minute talking about it after I show the video, is you're Veronica Bird from Topeka, Kansas. You grew up in Pine Ridge, you were number 11 of 12. I mean, you didn't have anything fancy. You didn't have a lot of fancy clothes and all those things. And there's a lot of things that you never even considered would be possible for you. So after looking at this, going back and looking at it, what does this make? You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that very well. Very, very well. Well, I'm just going to tell you, if we didn't do nothing else over there, we ate and we ate and we ate. It was some good food. To be able to be a part of a culture where they welcome you in and then you feel comfortable, you know, just eating it and partaking and, and talking. I got to meet some amazing, amazing people. And when people let you in their world, when they let you into their house, see everybody, you can't get into everybody. Quarantine's going on. And so a lot of people saying, no, you can't come in. But before quarantine, a lot of us were very particular about who was coming to our crib. And I get an amen. And when you allow people to come in and just make them feel welcome, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I just know that some of what I've experienced is because I started with serving. I counted it all joy to be the hands behind the hands. I wouldn't have been on stage if, you know what I mean? I didn't mind pushing everybody else. I didn't mind telling them that they were somebody and that they could do it and practicing with them and helping them to articulate what, the way they should. I didn't even realize what I was doing, but I didn't mind doing that. But I never did anything for myself. Some of us right now are pushing everybody else. We're, we're pushing everybody else's agenda. But when we're coming to ourselves, we're cutting ourselves short. We're, we're cutting off our brain, our bloodline. Our heart is not pumping the way it should be in our body to where we can fulfill our destiny. So yeah, I, it was an amazing, amazing experience. It was a beautiful country too. Beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. And that's why I had to show that. I mean, uh, just together as a, uh, who would have thought you know, going back to when we were younger and, uh, uh, you know, that me and you would be on the plane to, to Kenya or me and you would be on the plane to Dubai or me and you would be on the plane to Oman or, or even all the places we've spoken stateside, right, right. let alone international. And that's why we got to say uh, you can never count yourself out. You have no never. no idea what's right. available for you. Now, I got to show you this next one. You guys watch this. Um, this was you in action again. And, and, and I love showing the diversity. So one minute you're with the governor of Bahrain, and then the next minute you're over here hanging out with the Maasai tribe. You guys watch this. Oh, 
Now, now listen, <laughs> listen, you, you probably never thought you'd see that video again. The last time I took it, you had no idea these videos come. Hold on, let me show y'all again. She's the one in the Look for the one in the hat. I mean, all of these amazing experiences that I'm sure you never thought were never. coming your way. As you never. look back at that video and, and reminisce over those times, those travels, what is it that comes to mind? I honestly felt at home. I honestly felt like a piece of me was like connected. I didn't feel like I was in a strange land. I didn't, even though things were different, I didn't feel like I was a stranger. I thought to myself, they're never going to believe me. They're never going to believe me. I'm going to tell you, when um, I was celebrating my friend's birthday, we were in Chicago. It was her 30th birthday. And so it was just me and her. We were at a club. And she goes, Veronica, there's Michael. So I'm mad because I want to know why Michael's following us from Topeka. I said, Michael, who? And when I turned around, it was Michael Jordan. And I mean, I was just stunned. I was like, oh, oh my God, Michael. You know, I just was stunned. And I thought I would never experience anything like that again. To walk onto uh, someone else's land and for them to welcome me and for me to be a part of their ceremony. When I, when I was probably bouncing, I was probably trying to say some of the words they were saying. I didn't know what, hey, hey, but I was happy. I felt at home. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but you ever, you gotta go somewhere you've never been. You've gotta experience the things that you never thought that you do. Don't just, I never thought I wanted to go to Africa. But once I've been, I've got to go back. It's my mission to go back. And what's even more important is they want me to come back. Yeah, that is I didn't true. invite myself. Yeah, they want you to come back. They, they said, hey, we want you to be the permanent MC, MC every single time we have this Global Women's Voice Conference. Wow. It just brings us back to if you would have never said yes, yes. you would have been missing out on all yeah. of these possible opportunities. Yes. Very powerful. Listen, we got about eight minutes left. And before we before before we finish up these last eight minutes, I want to say some things uh, to you and to the people listening. First of all, I want to say thank you for, for tuning in. I want to say thank you for tuning in. And, you know, you've gotten a chance from, to hear me uh, show her around the world. Uh, she's spoken in various states. Uh, for me or with me and for people that I know and in other instances with people I don't know and have no idea about. But I've also watched her around the world. I've watched her in Kenya, in Africa. I've watched her in Dubai. I've watched her in Oman. And one of the things I've noticed is her attitude has never changed. She was the still the same Veronica. She's still the same you know, let's have some fun. I mean, she's still the same person. So e either way, it's it's always the same. I mean, it's never changed. And so one of the things that I like to do is I like to position people for who they were called to be. And so I remember calling her. I said, Veronica, I, I have something I want to tell you. I have something I want to show you. And she's like, what is it? What do you want to tell me? And, and I didn't know when the right time would be. And she has no idea what I'm about to say or what I'm about to show. But in April of this year, they had World Civility Day, and she was a featured guest at World Civility Day, and she was going to be appointed World Civility Ambassador. Well, guess what? They did not have it because of COVID, but guess what? They did send me all of her paperwork to be appointed World Civility Ambassador. And so right here, live, on in, in front of everybody watching, I want to put up your World Civility Ambassador appointment uh, that they appoint you. I Change Nations World Civility Award appoints Veronica Bird as a World <laughs> Civility Ambassador. And, and here's what I know. You're very deserving. You're very humble. You have the right attitude. And I just wanted to get you on this show. I said, I got to show some people. I got to share it to some people. But I wanted to get you on this show just to let everybody see it for themselves and to say congratulations for being who you are, for congratulations for what you do, congratulations for the impact you make on the lives of others, whether it's in the United States, whether it's in Africa, whether it's in the Middle East or anywhere else around the world, I think you're very, very deserving. And it was my pleasure to be able to nominate you for the World Civility Ambassador appointment. And it was my, uh, 
desire to receive your award so that I could make a big deal out of it because I think it is a big deal. So you guys help me give her some virtual applause, if you will. Uh, Veronica, uh, uh, Tracy Ward said, still the same. Veronica, uh, Cuba Evans said, I needed this message. Tara James Wallace said, congratulations, Keeber. Roland Manning, congratulations. Keeba Evans, congratulations. Thank you. Peter Jones, congratulations. Sonia Robinson, congratulations. I mean, on and on and on. As you see this real time, how does it make you feel? And what do you say about being appointed World Civility Ambassador? Man, I bet you you could see my tonsils back here. I'm just cheesing. I mean, I just count it a privilege. I count it a joy. I never take anything for granted. I know that service comes first. I know that when, because I didn't mind helping others and I didn't mind being in the background, that, that God is literally elevating me to places that I never dreamed of. Like I said earlier, if, if you think he only works a certain way, you have no idea. You're missing out on two thirds of what he's doing because he is just amazing. I cannot imagine. you. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I and mean, I don't usually get a loss for words. I'm just very, very humbled. I'm very, very grateful. And I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Raphael Posey, your son saying congrats to the most amazing mother in the world. Uh, Anthony Diver said that congratulations. Sakoni Prince said, you go girl. He put the <laughs> Alabama slang on it. Tammy Jones said, Veronica, keep making a change in the lives of others daily. Tracy Ward said, congratulations. Ambassador, how's that sound? World Civility Ambassador, <laughs> Veronica P. Bird. Sakoni Prince said, congratulations. Listen, um, we, we're about out of time. We have, have about three minutes left. I just want to give you the second to the last word. I'm going to have the last word. I just want to give you the second to the last word. What's what's one or two minutes that you want to share with the people that are listening? So, you know, I told you earlier about the heart and, and how when the blood's not flowing, uh, uh, if you have a heart attack, one thing they do is they get a defibrillator. And what that does is it shocks your heart back into going. And so it pumps electrical things in there to keep it, you know, to get it to going back the way it should, get it to get in that pulse. And I told you earlier about God, you, uh, he chooses who he uses. Some of y'all may be looking like, why is she there? What I said, because God chooses who he uses. You better stop looking at folks like they can't help you because they don't look a certain way or they don't have a certain title. That could be the person that very well saves your life. The person that I talked about earlier, Walter, who had got thrown out of the car and broke all this stuff and, and then zipped him up in the body bag. Remember, I told you there were some people that he had talked about that, that he would bet them. He would never wed them. He would, not, he would never think that they would be good enough to be on his arm publicly. After the accident happened and they zipped him up in that bag, what happened is that young lady was so upset with him for dying on her that she went and she began to beat on that bag. Why could you? Why would you? How can you? You're dead. And because of her beating on him, that worked as a defibrillator to bring him back to life. And today, Walter is alive. And well, now he's in a wheelchair, but there's nothing wrong with his brain. Mm. Remember, there's a difference between being brain dead, and there's no way of coming back, and brain damage. Well, he has neither one of them. And so when I was talking to him, I said, Walter, what, what would you say? What would you say to the people after experiencing what you experienced? And what he said was, it doesn't matter where you start off in life. It, it's where you end up. So even though he started off in one position, he's in a whole nother, you know, sometimes we're moved from one position to the next, but we still got life and we got we to gotta live out our life, revive our dreams. And I, I what I want to tell you is y'all need to get DOA, get DOA in your life. And I'm not talking about dead on arrival. You need to deliberately offer service because when you serve, then you get rewarded. Maybe not in the way you think. You get yours. Keep serving. Keep living. Revive your dreams. Renew your, your, your relationships. Do what you got to do to make it happen. All I want to keep telling you is live. Live out your life. Live out the best that you can. 
and, and, and revive yourself. I better stop because I get to, you know, I get to. I see that you're, all, you're almost over one minute. Crazy. I have seconds left to get this all in. Hey, listen, I just want to say what one Facebook user said, it, and, and they're on the, uh, they're probably in the um, uh, Live Your Best Life group, so their name doesn't come up. But they said, I never heard of you a day in my life. Talk about God placing you where you need to be when you need to be there. Woo, I am amazed and in awe of you. And it was no accident that I decided to tune in. Thank you for all of your love and words. You touched me. Listen. Uh, we all have a purpose. There's things we're paid to do, and there's also things we're made to do. God has given you a calling. He's given you some abilities. And guess what? He's going to give you some ideas. And if you have the right level of faith, if you have the right level of confidence, if you have the right support system, when they show up, they won't be D-O-A. I'm Dr. Ruben West saying thank you for tuning in. My amazing guest today was Veronica Bird, now World Civility Ambassador Veronica Bird. Do me a favor one more time. Do me a favor. If you get a chance, share this video. I believe it will change someone's life. Thank you for being a part of Voice of Change, and we'll see you next week.